welcome to the first episode of the K-pop show, a K-pop podcast for K-pop economists. I'm Trulina Law, a senior at Evergreen Valley High School, here to present to you economics in K-pop. Today, we'll be discussing how K-pop acquired such soft power for Korea on the global scale, how it started, and how did K-pop get their popularity in the first place. First, there is the term soft power. Now, you may be asking, Trulina, what is soft power? Well, from Wikipedia, in politics, and particularly in international politics, soft power involves shaping the preferences of others through appeal and attraction. It is the ability of a country to influence others through its culture, values, and details. K-pop, which is Korean pop that originated in South Korea, has become a significant source of soft power for the country in recent years. One of the biggest reasons for K-pop success is its unique blend of catchy melodies, stylish and synchronized choreography, and attractive visuals. But it's not just the music that makes K-pop so popular. It's also the culture that surrounds it. Fans are drawn to the personalities and stories of the K-pop idols, as well as the sense of community that comes from being a part of a fan base. Many fans have even started their own K-pop dance cover group, some gaining millions of views on YouTube alone. K-pop groups have even collaborated with these fan groups, dancing alongside them and filming with them. The kindness that these groups have towards their fans are what makes them stand out and makes K-pop a genre that is known to truly love and care for their fans. K-pop's popularity has not gone unnoticed by the South Korean government, which has actively promoted the industry as a form of soft power. In fact, K-pop is now a key part of the country's cultural export strategy, with the government investing heavily in the industry and supporting its expansion overseas. The impact of K-pop on the South Korean economy has been significant. According to a report by the Korean Creative Content Agency, the Korean wave, Hallyu, of which K-pop is a popular part, generated $9.3 billion in revenue for South Korea in 2018 alone. This figure includes revenue from exports of music, TV dramas, and movies, as well as tourism and related industries. Now, you just heard the term the Korean wave or Hallyu. However, what is Hallyu? Well, according to Korea.net, Hallyu is the term used to describe the global boom in Korean pop culture that started off with music and TV dramas. It is a Chinese word that literally translates to the Korean wave, describing the phenomenal growth and popularity that Korean culture has gained globally. Hallyu has consistently and exponentially grown since the late 1900s. According to Martin Roll, here are some important factors that have been crucial for maintaining the popularity of Hallyu and further boosting its potential to expand into other markets. First, its growing popularity of Korean brands. There has been an increase in popularity of Korean skincare brands, especially now that K-pop idols and popular movie stars have been advertising for these brands. Personally, I have seen many American influencers and even my friends use and review Korean skincare brands such as Laniege, Peach and Lily, and Amore Pacific. Amore Pacific is South Korea's largest beauty company and ranks 7th on Women Wears Daily, WWD, list on top 10 global beauty companies. In another market, Hyundai and Kia brands are creating a similar revolution in the car industry. 
Hyundai is promoted as one of the best quality cars in the market and is competing head-on with the big Japanese branded cars Toyota and Nissan. Next up is an increased R&D in design, production, and overall quality. Many of those who have invested in a Korean-made product rave about the superior quality, design, and a modern feel for the products and services, making these Korean brands gain more popularity and credit. There has been an increased investment in research and development to create products such as the popular Korean brands as many business sectors have taken note of their exponential growth. This has been seen in the entertainment industry, especially in movies, as many of these have been described as having excellent production quality. You may have heard of these popular Korean movies and slash or series, Train to Busan, Parasite, and Squid Games. These newfound focus on quality has enticed many new customers and helped sustain the popularity of movies, music, and dramas, which are the main products driving the Korean wave. In addition to movies, K-pop music by Korean music bands have also skyrocketed over the last 10 years. Even if you were not a K-pop fan, you have most likely heard of at least one of these groups, BTS, TWICE, NCT, Seventeen, or Blackpink. Today, there are at least 115 active K-pop groups with an online presence, making it easy for fans to get updates and follow along their favorite band's journey as a K-pop group. According to a report by the Korean Foundation, there were 178 million Hallyu fans in 113 countries in 2022. Most Hallyu fans lived in Asia and Oceania, with 73.4% of all Hallyu fans in that region. China counted 84.3 million fans, while Thailand sat at 16.8 million and Vietnam at 13.3 million. One of the last points we will be touching on is effective management on all touch points. Obviously, with this success, the Korean industry was not just lucky. They had effective management on all possible contacts that have interacted with the Korean wave, such as the entertainment industry, music companies, and the plethora of other industries associated with Hallyu. Korean chebols, which are large family-owned business conglomerates, and the Korean government have meticulously orchestrated their efforts in ensuring a consistent experience. Large event organizers, such as the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics and Winter Paralympics, have also helped to build a more positive perception of Korea. They have also effectively optimized the use of new Korean celebrities to further the cause of Hallyu across the region. There has been continuous support from the Korean government. Korea's Ministry of Culture, Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism to be exact, has a division that focuses on Korean pop music, fashion, mass entertainment, comic books, cartoons, and other key products, which is the Popular Cultural Industry Division. The division, along with three other divisions, are referred to as the Cultural Content Office. Its budget is a whopping 5.5 billion USD dollars with the aim to boost economic growth, particularly through growing the country's cultural industry export industry. Additionally, the Korean government sponsors 20 to 30% of 1 billion USD investment fund earmarked to nurture and export popular culture. 
The remaining funds come from investment banks and private companies and are managed by the Korean Venture Investment Corporation. This investment has not gone to waste, obviously, as the impact of the Korean wave has and is continuing to rise every day. Now, going back to K-pop. In addition to the economic benefits, K-pop has also helped to raise the profile of South Korea on the global stage. Fans of K-pop around the world have become interested in the Korean language and culture, and many have traveled to South Korea to experience it firsthand. This has led to an increase in international recognition and respect for South Korea as a cultural powerhouse. However, the rise of K-pop has not been without controversy. There have been many concerns about the exploitation of young idols, particularly in relation to their strict contacts and demanding schedules. There have also been accusations of cultural appropriation and racism in some K-pop music videos and performances, but we'll get to this topic in later episodes. Nevertheless, K-pop continues to grow in popularity and its influence on South Korea's soft power and economy shows no sign of slowing down. To understand how K-pop became a major part of South Korea's soft power, we have to go back to the 1990s, when South Korea's economy was struggling after the Asian financial crisis. According to an article from NPR, South Korea's leaders decided to use music to improve its image and build its cultural influence as a response to the Asian financial crisis. The government poured millions of dollars into forming a ministry of culture with a specific department devoted to K-pop. As part of this initiative, the government invested in creating a training system for K-pop idols, which helped to professionalize the industry and raise the quality of its productions. K-pop agencies, such as SM Entertainment and YG Entertainment, began to emerge, and they adopted a highly structured system for developing and promoting their artists. We'll be talking about more of these companies in later episodes of this podcast. No one can deny K-pop's impressive global reach, and if they are, they're 1,000% lying. K-pop has spread across Asia and beyond, with artists like BTS and Blackpink becoming household names in the US and Europe. Social media platforms such as Twitter and TikTok have played a significant role in promoting K-pop, as fans around the world share videos and participate in online communities. These groups have such a big impact on fans that if one idol goes live on an app or posts a photo, fans immediately start trending them on Twitter. In conclusion, K-pop has become a major component of South Korea's soft power, helping to promote the country's culture and image on the global stage. Its success has had a significant impact on the country's economy, generating billions of dollars in revenue and attracting tourists from around the world. K-pop has been able to adapt and evolve over time. While its roots lie in traditional Korean music, K-pop has also been influenced by a variety of Western genres including pop, hip-hop, and EDM. K-pop artists have also been at the forefront of incorporating new technologies, even debuting AI groups to continue interest with fans all over the world. And that's it for today's episode of The Soft Power of K-pop. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed learning about this fascinating topic. Please join us next time for another exciting discussion on The K-Pop Show, a K-pop podcast for K-pop economists. Ending this podcast is this week's K-pop song choice, OMG by New Jeans. Ain't then it's about your baby, only you.